just going to start the recording. Um, have you listened to any of the podcasts so far? No. You have podcasts? Yeah, yeah. So we've just been releasing these. Is it Sempa? Yeah. So it's um, it's me, Dina Sengui. No. Uh, he was the treasurer in 2018. So oh, I think I know who he is. Yeah. And then uh, and Maddie Taylor as well. Um, oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cat person. Yes. Um, is she the Labour Party? Oh, she just didn't. I don't think so. Independent. She's on, yeah. She's oh, independent. Okay. She's like one of Drew's friends. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please put that on the record. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. joking. <laughs> Actually, I think you should. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. yeah so uh, the podcast is called Flourish. Um, <laughs> just Because we've started calling Semper Flourish, just Semper. So, okay. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah. All right. So I will start and then we'll jump into questions about like who you are as a person. Um, <laughs> As a person, not as the electoral yeah. group. Uh, we'll start with you because you're the presidential candidate, okay, and then cool. move into like what the what student action is and all that. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, about <laughs> yourself, or about the yeah, about myself. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. Welcome to Flourish, the centre podcast about student politics at the University of Queensland. I'm Rowan Evans. I'm Maddie Taylor. I'm Samuel Cookie. And today is our first time recording in voting week. Have you guys voted yet? <laughs> yes. Of course. Wonderful, I have too. Today's date is the 16th of October and we're talking with the president of Student Action, Ula Shihan. In this interview, we talk about the potential end of the Toga Party under Student Action. Hey guys, what do you remember of your first Toga Party? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I never went. <laughs> and yet, do you guys reserve your right to righteous indignation over student action cancelling it? Yes! yes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Flourish, the uh, podcast by Semper Floret about student politics at the University of Queensland. I'm joined today by the presidential candidate for student action, Ula Shihan. Uh, and uh, hello, Ula. Hi, Rowan. Thank you for having me. No worries. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to the, our listeners and tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, Ula? Uh, yeah, sure. So my name is Ula Shihan. I'm a second year uh, student studying speech pathology here at UQ. Um, I'm a left-wing activist and a socialist. Um, yeah, and I come from a Muslim background, so um, challenging racism is really important for me. Um, and those are some of the things that I want to bring into the student union. Wonderful. Uh, now, Ula, you're running with uh, Student Action. What drew you to Student Action? Um, yeah, so the reason that I'm running with Student Action, Student Action is led by socialists. As I said, I am a socialist, so uh, I am for left-wing unionism, um, for a student union that stands up for student rights, um, a student union that doesn't see uh, students as just people to give services to, but actually as active participants who can be... Uh, um, organized collectively to fight for um, what I believe are real issues uh, in society. So um, fighting for the climate, standing up against racism, standing up for gender equality and against the exploitation of international students. These are the things that I think the union should take on. Um, and because Student Action is a left-wing um, coalition of students, uh, that's what drew me to it. Um, so I think one of the big questions that a lot of people put to 
just me as being like the editor in chief as mm. like just for my my knowledge is like why like how does how are those aims best achieved through the union um, yeah. yeah yeah i think when we talk to people well when i say people the other forces that participate do make the criticism that we have these very grandiose ideas about how we can actually, how will this union um, challenge the climate disaster or how will this union end racism? And um, we recognise, yeah, that the union is not um, a government body or uh, it's just, it is a student union, but it represents 55,000 students, has $24 million um, in resources. It can do things like back the climate strikes, actually organise students to be able to attend it, um, lend its resources to the organisers. It could um, give legal support to protesters or student protesters. Um, When it comes to racism, you know, racism was very much here on campus when it comes to the Ramsey Centre. So student action pushed to challenge um, this racist degree by helping organise the student general meeting. Um, So we do have ideas about wanting to broaden um, uh, the questions that the union can take on across society. But there is very much things that we can do here at UQ to lend critical support to those movements. Yeah. So you mentioned the student general meeting there. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you're not a massive supporter of Focus. Um, no. So what is like what is the difference between what you would bring and, and what Focus did in terms of the SGM? Like is it... Is the it, student general meeting? Yeah. Well... We well, I think it was despite my criticisms of focus. I think um, one of the few things that they did well was, um, yeah, listen to our student action counselors and call for a student general meeting. So I'm very much supportive of that, and we worked with Georgia um, to be able to um, make that a reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think without our intervention, the union wouldn't first would not have had. Uh, a position to oppose Ramsey, let alone organise yeah. a general meeting where students would vote against it. So, are we? Would you be using more resources in that sense? Um, like the SGM is, you know, reasonably mm. easy to, to put together. Mm. Are, are more resources going to be going towards this? So, in terms, kind of, like, if elected, what sort yeah. of campaigns will we run? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think. Um, one of the things that's happened is after the student general meeting, the Keep Ramsey Out of UQ campaign or the anti-Ramsey um, sentiment has very much fizzled down mm. um, and is not really an issue that students yeah, are engaged around. Yeah. So what we would do is actually ensure that it's still a very much live issue yeah. on campus, um, still host forum, hosts forums, mm. collaborate with the NTU as well because right. they host a lot of um, things about why the ideas of Western civilization are racist, um, even mm. from like a linguistic approach, yeah. um, tracking the far right and what we can do here on campus. Yeah. So um, we can actually continue to make it a live issue. And um, through that, we think we can get enough opposition to be able to challenge or embarrass the administration. Yeah. I think one of the things that bugged me this year was that like it seemed as though the union, the UQ union was against it. The NTU was against it. Uh, and yet it still manages to get past administration. Like... Yeah, I think that's the reality of undemocratic and corporate universities. Mm. First of all, Ramsey is giving $50 million to the university, which is happily cutting arts. So they're using that as an excuse to accept the Ramsey Center. But also, secondly, like UQ is the one that pursued Ramsey. So you have to say that they do have some sort of ideological commitment to uh, wanting to push forward these ideas of Western civilization. Mm. Um, And I think that boils down to... um, yeah, the corporatization and 
the CEO, well, not the CEOs. <laughs> yeah, the vice chancellors seeing themselves as CEOs um, of universities. Um, and that's the way that education has been structured. Um, yeah. And I think Ramsey is just a symptom of um, what education and what universities have become. Mm. Um, so... Do you have any other particular policies of student action that you'd like to talk about, or are these like, is that broadly characterised? Um, well, we want to push the university to on climate. We want to push the university to divest from fossil fuels. Right. So yeah, we recognise that climate is a global issue, but right here we can yeah challenge um, an end to mining contracts, uh, yep. pose the Dow Chemicals, um, deal with the university, um, and yeah, we also want to. I think one thing that's really important to us is oppose the exploitation of international students. The fact that they pay four times um, what we do for an education that is subpar and also like with no guarantee of a job at the end of it um, is really uh, an outrage. Um, And also given the visa restrictions, so they make up a huge section of people who are exploited. So we want to see a union where that divide between international and domestic students is actually bridged. Um, and they're very and they're very much integrated into the union, and not just through a club or society that's from where they're from, but actually active participants um, in the union. Mm. See, I've I've campaigned on many parties <laughs> that are not student action before, and that makes you uh, really independent. Yeah, I think, independent yes. and, <laughs> and, and strange. But, but I think like one of the consistent things that like obviously like all of these parties are very tribalistic, and they try to you know trumpet into you that you know mm. they're the good guys and everyone else is evil. And I think, like, one of the things that is just consistent across all of them is that, like, oh, if student action gets in, then that's the end of the union, things mm. get, you know. <laughs> can you just, like, spell out, like, what stays the same and what, what is different? Well, first of all, I just want to say, um, if the Liberals get in, <laughs> um, we have history to actually prove that the Liberals in our union will destroy democracy, um, mm. just in fresh in 2012, so... Um, no one seems to make that argument, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, that's a cynical attack on student action. Yeah. Second, um, we will we are for maintaining the union. So, um, we want the union to be uh, being able to function. So, I know people think that we're just going to, I don't know, send money overseas to <laughs> um, send the millions of dollars. Uh, or things. So, we want the union to function. So, we will not be abolishing the food court or um, maybe I might get rid of the toga party I mean okay not maybe I will cancel the toga party Um, but yeah we want to run a union that's not about just providing services or Mm. giving students vouchers but actually so you know there's if there is a campaign we would actually let students know about it it doesn't actually cost you know that much money to print a couple of thousand posters and tell students um you know, this is happening and we can actually organize against it. You know, all these off, like, you know, if you're the environment officer, you have yeah. a budget that you should sure. use. And we think that the environment officer in previous years was a climate denier. So we think that the environment officer should speak at demonstrations for the climate. The UQ union should hmm. support students. Um, we don't want the union to be run into the ground. Unlike other people who think that we're actually, you know, we encourage students to get the $25 membership because it means the student can keep going. It's kind of like a yeah. paying your union dues. Um, so yeah, um, the union will act as a union um, and not as a service provider. Yeah. Um, and that's we an activist body rather than um, how the other uh, parties characterize it as like, uh, yeah, cheaper food or whatever. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really good. So, so in Red Room still be there? In, in Will Berlin. the Red Room still be there? Um... I'll think and I'll just have it. No. Yeah, the Red Room can still be there. Right. Awesome. <laughs> but the Toga Party, never. All right. <laughs> cool. Will you replace the Toga Party with something else or just like... Um, will I replace the Toga Party with something else? Hmm. I think considering that Amy said that, which is, she's in her presidential debate, she said it almost broke even. Um, right. So it didn't actually make the money right. <laughs> that, um, that, it, that it, that was supposedly spent on it. I'm really... Yeah. Um, I just feel like that money could go into so many better things for students yeah. um, rather than what is a huge, huge waste. Um, yeah, and I think toga parties are really just a symbol of, like, they remind me of the liberals at QUT, and I don't think they're uh, they're a useful, yeah. um, well-spent money, especially considering how they become, yeah, terrible places for people. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, like, this whole election is taking place in the shadow of a decision by the Electoral Tribunal to put Empower below mm. the line. Um, where do you stand on this issue? So, yeah, I very much, um, like, assert that the young LNP students rigged the elections in their favour to um, push out what they saw as their main rivals, which is Empower. Um, and, yeah, this is really undemocratic. Um, yep. Unfortunately, I don't think Empower... Um, has been able to launch a proper democracy for UQ campaign and right. have, but I do commend them actually on coming out and um, unlike other groups previously on actually coming yeah. out and trying to get the vote out. Yeah. Um, and it is, this is an undemocratic attack on the union um, and students should be able to participate, but also vote for who they want. Yeah. Um, and I think this is because it's likely that real will win. Um, we this is what they've done now. Just imagine what will happen in the student union. Um, but I also don't think that empowers an alternative for students. Um, in yeah, when it comes to real, you know, Ethan Venru um, was in, is is still running the union with Amy. So they dealt in the liberals. They strengthened mm. them. They gave them the knowledge, the ins and outs of the union, yeah. how to actually run this bureaucratic um, way, and then. Yeah. basically were able to use the rules in their own favor right. so this is um empower's own doing basically to actually let in these people into the union they should have never been allowed um to start with so okay well i, I guess my, my next question was was not preempting that question <laughs> that answer um would you have supported empower if they were above the line uh they would have been our second preference yeah so, so yeah um yeah, we are. We we always say put the liberals last. So yeah. um, it would have been yeah. We would have told people to vote one student action and two for empower. We recognise, yeah. you know, although they look at the union in the same way, they yeah. don't have the same hostility. They have some sure. sort of commitment to student unionism, and they don't want to yeah. run it into the ground. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, we would have supported empower in a preference deal yeah. or like yeah, said yeah. vote to empower. So has this been a difficult election in the ground on the like simply because you are campaigning above the line and can't really tell people how to vote for empower in a very simple way well i haven't been telling people to vote for empower um, <laughs> um uh because people we want to kick the liberals out right. so you should if you want to do that if you vote below the line that means they can't vote for us so they can vote for you first if they were to vote yeah. below the line they could put you first Amy second, then Ethan third, right? As but like individuals. Yeah. Oh well, um, 
I just think that it's all very confusing. That's, right? Yeah, like, it's very yeah. confusing, and we want people. We want yeah. we do want the biggest vote that we can. So we're not yeah. going to try to sacrifice our votes um, right, just right. for empower, yeah. um, because we want you know um, although. Real looks like it's going to win. We don't want them to have a super majority in council, so mm. we want to have as many people as we can to stop that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just been put a one next to student action, but also the arguments on the ground from Empower haven't been truly empowering. Um, so it's quite difficult for me to make a positive argument as to why people should put Empower second. Um, mm. So yeah, have not been telling students to do right. that. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, so at this rate like by all accounts it seems as though student action is doing actually a quite good job this year mm. um, do you think that that's, there's any particular reason for that well obviously student action is run by a social alternative yeah. um, so we're activists all year round so we actually uh, our members don't just come out mm. um, at the at the um just during election time. So what yep. it means is we've had lots of practice, we've talked to students, we've participated in the climate strikes, we've looked yep. to students all year round. Um, and then, yeah, we continue to grow. Um, and it means yep. that our campaigners are very good at what they do. Yep. Um, they're not just flagpoles handing out leaflets or yep. the friends of someone. They're all activists. Yeah. And, yeah, it means that we're very effective, even if we don't have the same numbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's a tight answer. Um, I have one final question. So tomorrow there's going to be a council meeting to that has been requisitioned by yeah. members of Empower, mm. some members of who mm. were elected by Momentum and Student Action. Yeah. Um, how are you planning to vote in that? Or yeah. Student Action generally? So um, we're not for voting for the changes just because it yep. would mean um, it's quite late in the election cycle actually calling for an, ex- an election where students are not on campus would be undemocratic. Yeah. Um, we were for Empower doing this much earlier um, and not yeah. later. Um, and it would actually be a bit of an underhanded way and like um, it would be not be democratic for students. So, and we also don't want just another election. Um, that's about, yeah, and possibly that's just not going to be actually even democratic as well because yeah. having an election where students are not around that's worse than the situation we're in yeah yeah all right wonderful um thanks for your time no problem yeah. thank you for having me all good have a lovely day all right so welcome back uh, we've just heard from ula shihan um so guys um we talked a bit in there about like what the world looks like in a world where uh, the socialists end up getting elected uh, like, is this something that you guys have worried about as as much as uh, you know people have convinced me to worry about as well while campaigning? Not so much worry, but like curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what? Like, do we know what will happen? Will it just be like kind of their their week their daily protests, but like on steroids? Mm. Well, not not protests, but their campaigning. Like, will we just see more of that? I don't know. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's often easy to meme on it and make it uh, into this world in which, like, red yeah. flag is sold yeah. everywhere. And, uh, Sam, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, so, I'll be completely honest. Uh, I thought it would probably... I originally was actually worried about this mm. uh, because it would maybe shake things up a little too much too quickly. Right. Um, yeah. Knowing the history of the student union, uh, when parties do, like, switch in and out, uh, big changes do... Like can actually happen. Yeah. Uh, so I guess after the end of Fresh, 
they completely like gutted the union mm. uh, and reform had to start uh, with very little. Right. So, so uh, would it be possible for like, I was originally worried that student action could walk in one day and be like, okay, everything that you thought was happening under focus and reform, it's over. Right. Um, but after hearing that interview, I think it would be still pretty similar. But do you, so you mentioned Fresh having spent a whole bunch of money before reform got in office. Do you think focus would do the same? Well, focus was like a really like bland, moderate ticket, to be honest. Right. Yeah. So I'm likely to see that kind of thing from them. I was worried that like S student action might be capable of doing something yeah. uh, more radical or like change the, mm. um, but I think they have a bigger priority on campaigns. Right. Um, but maybe the rest of the union infrastructure is unlikely to be significantly changed. Yeah. I think one of the things yeah. that uh, people have mentioned in the past that has happened is that like, I think this was a QUT is that uh, a former president was printing socialist alternative posters using the union, like the guild's budget. Um, and the, uh, the Griffith Guild was shut down because the student action, actually, I, I actually admire this one, the socialist alternative to, uh, union basically just ran a, a bus, they hired a bus and then drove it uh, into a detention center. Uh, oh, uh, that's then, impressive. Yes, almost instantly shut down and all their assets were seized by the university. Uh, and to this day, Griffith has, has yet to recover. See, that story sounds like the kind of thing where, like, so in the first year of student actions, like government or whatever in the union, yeah. like you've got Ola, she's like, okay, like I respect the institution as it was before, <laughs> but my priority is like campaigning for these very important issues hmm. and I want to be able to organize students and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be like year three, where like the only person who could become president on the student action ticket would be the most radical, charismatic person. Right. In which case... Their vision of the student union is not like, okay, I respect the institution. Let's take it in this new direction. It's more like we have all this money. <laughs> Let's like do some things with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess one of the things that, uh, you know, they are not spending money on is, is the toga party. Uh, and, and I think the quote that Ulla gave us was that it's a terrible place for people. What do you guys uh, think of that? I mean, the, the main point from the debate about this that she made was that like alcohol is a major driver of um, sexual assault, victimization, and offending, which is there. Like obviously there is merit to that. Um, however, I am vehemently against the idea that we should therefore start shutting down parties to curb this problem. And I also, uh, you know, something I've been thinking about is like, you know, has there been incidences of um, of sexual assault of these events specifically like and that's at risk of maybe sounding like insensitive because they may have been but i don't know i'm still like I need like the more evidence-based decision making yeah, process before yeah. you start making yeah. these assertions i'm also particularly apprehensive about it because it i think it's a really poor message to be sending it's like shouldn't we be addressing sexual assaults at kind of its root causes like you know shouldn't we be addressing the behavior of the people that do this rather than like well let's just take away the alcohol and that'll help yeah well there's a, a couple of schools of thought on this issue one is that like the actual thing you can do is normalize like uh normalize looking after your friends and like that kind of thing but yeah. then on the other hand there is just like this overwhelming like body of evidence that says that like when you drink alcohol you lose track of who you are as a person yeah and like yeah, when sounds reasonable right and when when 
people get drunk and like uh, you know are fucking in this insane atmosphere you sort of lose that boundary between yourself and the group and that kind of yeah. thing and you just sort of become one with the atmosphere that is around you and yeah. when you are you know overcharged with this fucking party environment and fucking drunk as fuck um, <laughs> you you are very much just going to you know make a lot of bad choices uh, yeah. and one of those bad choices is, is you know very likely to be abusing somebody yeah but then but then if you look at it from a victimization point of view like wouldn't like i feel like if you asked if you asked a student action slash social mm. socialist alternative member like should like if uh, do, <laughs> let me rephrase this is a woman like kind of partially responsible for being assaulted if she drinks and i think i think that's I don't believe that at all, obviously, but like I think that's kind of that's how I feel that this is coming across yes. to me at least. So I don't, I don't think that's the no, case at all. No, not at all. But I think there but. is there is something to be said for the idea that like actually the world could be a better place if young people weren't drinking all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but in the end, it's it's one event. Yeah, one week absolutely. of the year. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, sure. like, surely, like, being harassed once is more times than enough. Well, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. But I just don't think that shutting down parties is yeah. the answer. So I think this, one, this one's actually a bit of a sensitive issue as well. Yeah. Because, because yeah, particularly for people in the union, because yeah. at the start of this year, um, we were basically harassed by student services uh, and told that, like, if you allow young women to wear togas to toga party, they are very likely to get raped because they're not wearing much clothes. Oh. And it's just, oh. like, that is the, the, that is the mindset that we were up against at the start of the oh. year. Uh, and then after, you know, pushing back on that. But that, that's the mindset I kind of feel that is happening with this, um, with this thing that all is pushing. It's like, you know, let's not let women drink because they will be raped. Mm. That's, that's how it looks to me. Yeah. Like, obviously, that's kind of like a bit of, there's a few different takes on what she's saying. But yeah. I, have, I take issue with it from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's also just this thing of, like, let students decide what they want to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, I think the question, though, is that, like, a lot of this is, like, it's university money and union money. Yeah. Right? Well, like, yes, there is, like... Like, I'm sure Ola, like, she... I, I don't know exactly what her position would be. But if it's, like, like if students want to go to the Valley, mm. uh, they can. Yeah. But should the union be spending money, like... I guess creating an environment similar to the valley, yeah. like and going out yeah. clubbing. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a different question. In which case, her answer is no. But for real and empower, that answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. She also mentioned there in there about uh, Amy's answer during the debate being that the Toga Party almost broke even. Sam, I wanted to ask yeah, you. Yeah, that a, was. Um, yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask you as like a former union treasurer, like where does almost broke even rank on, in terms of union uh, events? Is that actually like? pretty decent or like it is very good for union events yeah. right um most union events will not make money uh mm. the toga party uh i actually don't know the numbers for this right. year uh but usually like they either make money or they lose only a bit mm. um though this is kind of dependent on a number of things you have to think that it is a very high risk event uh in t- from a financial perspective for the union because like mm. you don't know if you're going to sell so many drinks or if so many people are going to come until like very close to the actual date. Yeah. Um, so the other second thing that's probably really important when you're trying to finance a toga party uh, is backing from the university. Right. I know from my year, we had uh, tens of thousands of dollars 
uh, if not, it's over $100,000 from the university yeah. uh, to run this, uh, which really helped the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, I could assume that if you're Ola, you would imagine a world where that $100,000 from the university was put to something that you preferred uh, in preference to a toga party. Mm. Uh, Which I so, respect. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of money. It, it, that is a crazy yeah. amount of money sure. uh, for huge. the union to think is a priority right. and spend it in such a way. But usually that, that money comes out of something like a welcome and induction portfolio, right? Uh, yes, from the like a university will have like a budget yeah. uh, for welcome and induction. And like almost, like probably almost certainly put specifically towards having a party. Uh, so I think or something in, the, cur- in, the, in the current state, like the general consensus is that like a party is or a major like, event pre- prefer- preferable. Yeah. Like, yeah, some kind of major event like market day, like a party <laughs> goes along those lines as well. So yeah. uh, I'm sure if like Ola could figure out something like welcome in induction, protest this, um, <laughs> then who yeah. knows? I'm not sure the university would fund that. Uh, yeah. But like, I think I can understand her point when she's saying that mm. there are probably other financial priorities for the yeah. union uh, that I guess follow her line of thinking in terms of what the union should be doing yeah, yeah. for sure yeah from a financial point of view I like respect what she's saying completely yeah, um, yeah. it's just the social aspect of it you also have to think about like about. there's another cost that is not necessarily calculated there which is like the time that it takes the uni- union as an organization to pull off such a yeah. big event. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. we're putting like multiple staff on this. Yeah. The VPs have to work on this constantly. Yeah. Uh, it is a big project. And if they decide to commit their resources to something else, yeah. I can see that as like a, like an ideological decision that a party can make if they so desire. Yeah. And if students think is more valuable. Yeah, yeah. Like I organized the criminology ball for my society and that was a commitment in itself. And like, we didn't have to do any of the staffing for that or anything. It was pretty much organizing the venue, sorting out which food we wanted, paying deposits, blah, blah, blah. Like it was still, an, it, like it was still an effort, but it, you know, it was nowhere near on the scale of the toga party was, mm. would be. And and the size of it as well. Um, so I can only imagine like the just the time that would go into something like that. And I feel yeah yeah it probably could be spent better yeah. Yeah. somewhere else. Cool. Um, so uh, the the next point on the on the, our little list of uh, interview points was uh, that the young LNP students rigged the election. Uh, guys, how surprised are you to hear that uh, Ula? Uh, after hearing that the young LNP have rigged the election has decided not to preference the young LNP. Shocked and confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, not shocked. I don't know. You're yeah. not shocked at all. No, this yeah. isn't really, yeah. It's also, like, technically true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I yes. think, I think <laughs> actually not even tech. It is just like factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> it is true that it was a group of young LNP students that yeah. like, were involved in this. Yeah. Um, I think... Uller is at, at once the most correct and yet the least nuanced, I think. Yeah. Yes, that's a good way of explaining her and, I guess, her movement. Yes. I think. Oh, wait. Maybe no, that was a bit far. Okay. I don't know about uh, but, like, maybe, like, a, a number of positions that the socialist alternative are putting up. Yeah. I think it's just the, the, the language around, like, robbing people of democracy and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and making that connection to other... Uh, you know, past past liberal execs uh, here and at QUT, for instance. Yes. But uh, like, do you guys think that that is a fair call? Or? Um. No, so one of the things, like as you said, one of the things she said is that if you elect LMP students in, 
they'll eventually ruin your democracy. It happened at QT. It happened in 2013. Yeah. Like, it'll repeat itself again. Mm. Um, so I think that is probably, yeah, as you said, a few too many steps or, like, the connections yeah. are not necessarily there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, the end of reform wasn't particularly pretty either. Um, I would say Focus's split was also quite acrimonious. Uh, not to the extent that it was ugly. It was just, like not the most pleasant experience no. <laughs> um, whether these like is it significantly better to have the union end like a particular party's reign end in a lack of democracy or is it better to have it end in like a very vitriolic split well I think what's interesting is that you've already assumed that there's essentially two different ways for a party's reign to end right and which is like neither of which is the other party was just better and they won the election this time <laughs> Right, well, like, show me an instance where that was not the case, though. Yeah, no, so that that's what I think is just very interesting and unique about the union. Yeah. I am under no, like, illusions that the socialists, if elected, will somehow, like, end that cycle. I think they're likely to fall into, like, their own things. Yeah. They might pull off that Griffith Buffs thing, and sure, there just won't be an election. Right. right. Um, we might see a bus in the lake next year, I don't know. <laughs> as in, like, I think, like, saying something like, Look, people with the same ideology a few years back at a different institution did this. Yeah. Uh, is It's very difficult to justify why people who are, like, vaguely aligned with them, like, realistically, people they've never even met, like, that have never ever met, right. uh, are going to act in the same way. I don't think there's anything, like... Like, mm. honestly, there's yeah. nothing in the liberal ideology inherently that says, let's crush democracy. Right. <laughs> no, sure. but, I mean... In the same sort of sense, like you know, we still we still blame like you know past liberal and labor governments for things that are happening now. Um, mm. So that I, I don't know. I think there is I think there is merit to her sort of you know flashing back to other um, things. But I, but again, this isn't federal politics. This is freaking student politics. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a dirty game. Yeah. So in summary, I think we think it's fair to say that like it may not end in a lack of democracy, but will probably end in some kind of other scandal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Uh, in fact, so one other thing I wanted to bring up before we move on uh, is that thinking about real and like their d- denial that they were like in any way connected to, yeah, I guess like this anti-democratic action by LNP students. Yeah. So if those LNP students were to like walk into a real like office next year after real has won an election do you think that they will be welcomed um not really like i mean maybe but it's not like what does it mean by welcomed yeah well yeah i there's still points of contention between like let's say the delcons and the mods as in like yeah i mean i like do you think that they'll be able to still hold influence over real yeah so i don't think yes. they'll hold influence i think i don't think they'll come in and like say oh we want these policies that's yep. not gonna happen Will they come in and, like, have a smoke on the deck? Sure. Like, why not? But, like, yeah. I don't think that they're going to, you know, I don't think they're going to be... No, uh, they're not, like, totally in cahoots, yeah, yeah, as people are sort of yeah. making it out to be. Like, just because they might be aligned in their political groups yeah. does not mean they are aligned student politically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident that people from Empower will come into the real office and, like, talk to... To yeah, real yeah. Political. I mean, everyone's yeah. kind of up there chatting with each other today. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't mean that they'll influence policy, and even if they yeah. do influence policy, that doesn't mean it's untoward or like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's my, my that's my take. Um, so yeah, I think the other interesting thing that Adula brings up is that their student actually is not pro empower. 
but it seemed to me as though that is kind of the case just because of Empower being below the line that it's difficult to tell people to vote for Empower. Well, what I just thought of about this, which, um, you know, sort of makes me think maybe it's a bit hypocritical. Um, that, that was, I th- I'm pretty sure I heard the other day that Priya was getting mad at Empower for not helping with their campaign. And yep. now all is, tra- all is turning around going, um, well, we're not supporting Empower. It's like, well, you expected support from them but right. now you're not supporting them in return, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess like you know, Empower was never going to go out and campaign for student action, but yeah. yeah. So, um, I think Priya is uh, nothing if not ideologically pure. Yes, and, uh, I think when <laughs> highly consistent. Yeah. And if you are uh, if you are Priya and you see Empower's campaign material talking about, so to clarify, Priya is Priya is a member of Student Action. Yeah. Yes, um, prominent was... figurehead, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if they would go with that and instead well, of all of the. Yeah. I would, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah. So, so the I think when Student Action sees Empower's campaign material uh, and sees that it is talking about Toga and not talking about being an anti-racist institution, then they get angry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. That's my take. True. Um, and like to be honest, like I think if you thought that like it should be about like anti-racist. Hmm. like campaigns yeah um, like Empower does not seem to be focused on any of that content at all yeah correct yeah as in like we, we talked previously what's the difference between them and real yeah. and we figured like policy wise not really much not much uh, I think that's a, a fair a fair judgment to make I think I think um, notably real actually has call food stuff about ending sexual assault on campus that's but true but I haven't seen that from Empower I don't think Ooh. I could be I could be wrong chuck me that fly yeah yeah, uh, so, yeah, fancy much. Uh, if you Even just looking at what they have in terms of student rights, it's about concession fares for the, the part-time students on the TransLink network and yep. increasing the portion of staff that goes to UKU, which I mean, like, both are good in their own right. Yeah, and, uh, like, I think the increasing the portion of staff that goes to the UKU yeah. uh, will be a very universal idea among every party. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also both bland and not really, like, um, anything that sort of gets you out on the streets and raising a placard. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's Whereas, true. Whereas, like, ending sexual assault definitely is. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And, well, like I say, curious that, that Real has, you know, got full placards off about that and Empower yeah, yeah. seems to have nothing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, this leads quite nicely into the, another point that Ulla brought up, which is that, like, socialists, one of the reasons that they think they're doing so well is that the socialist campaign will be around. Um, do we think that that's a positive or a negative for them? I think that's a harsh negative. <laughs> I, I don't think it aids them at all because there is that they have a reputation on campus yeah. for, you know, just being a group to avoid. And sure. you know, if you try to challenge them on something, they might call you a fascist. Sure. That <laughs> there's been several instances of that. So no. yeah, I don't think it works in their favour. I disagree. Why is that? Do you? Um, so I, I think that most students, well, I think they find the socialists annoying. Yeah. They find like they don't really make the connection that like during election week the socialists are just one portion of the entire group of annoying people handing out flyers right yeah right? so yep. i think that comparatively against everyone else i don't think they have a strong enough brand right. that they are more annoying than anyone else who wants to like approach them with a flyer and talk to them about some election thing true in, yeah. yeah in terms of like actual super elections in campaigning yeah. that's true yeah that yeah. said I think like one of my friends was telling me today they had like the yellow flyer in their hand and saying like 
you know what, I technically agree with everything on this page, but I just cannot bring myself to vote for these guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my sister was the same. Like, I spoke to her and she had been sort of engaged with one of the campaigners. I'm not sure who, but um, she said she was actually, like, really sold on um, sort of all the activism they had planned yeah. until she realised that this was, in fact, a socialist alternative. Right. Um, and I'm sure that, she, that, that that she is not an isolated incident of someone realising that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that considered, I think they are far more efficient campaigners. They are. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you, like... So she did mention that they are activists year-round, they're yeah. activists through and through, Yeah. Uh, versus a lot of the people that the other parties might have. Like, if you listen to... If you remember how Ethan and Amy both first got involved in student politics, they said something along the lines of, yeah, my friend just told me this yeah. was a thing, so they yeah. gave me some flyers, put me out there, and I was confused, but I did it. And eventually I became, like, confident, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so... Compared to student action campaigners, uh, a lot of the people in real and in power are not as experienced, nowhere near as passionate. Right. They don't understand what they're campaigning for or yeah. what like their party <laughs> truly believes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, low energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that benefits them this year, though, might be that, that they do have kind of a dedicated base. They do. Yeah. Like, we've been saying um, pretty much in each episode, more or less, that they have been showing up with the most energy. Yeah. Out of <coughs> out of all the sort of three yeah. major competing tickets, I guess. Yeah. And this year being <coughs> such a this, this year being sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Restart. Yeah. And this year being a, a surprisingly low turnout election, it seems as though that dedicated base may actually translate into like a pretty high percentage of the vote. Because like whereas everybody else is just unenthused, having that dedicated base means that you have people who are definitely gonna come in and vote for you. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll still be like who can campaign the best. Mm. Uh, it might help but I don't think it'll be significant enough to yeah. really make a real difference. For sure. That considered, yeah. like, I think they're campaigning better. When you, like, see who's contesting conversations, it's student action. They're not yeah. afraid. Yeah. Uh, the people in, like, real and in power, like, sure, there's, like, a few, like, a handful of, like, good experienced campaigners. Uh, yeah. But I would say that student action people are consistently good, consistently confident, uh, yeah. consistently passionate. Even students yeah. who, like, don't even know anything about politics or are unaware of, like, I guess the views of the socialist alternative, and they yeah. might not even in real life, like, agree with, like, their socialist views. Yeah. Uh, but they're won over by the charisma and passion right. uh, yeah. the student action campaigners yeah. bring. Student action are nothing if not, like, shameless and confident campaigners. Yeah, um, for sure. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, what do we think of Ula? What are, are we looking forward to an Ula presidency or...? I, it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't not look forward to it, but I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still uncertain about the, about what the future would hold for a um, student action run um, union. So, now that I think about it, this is probably like how Peter Hoy felt when Drew got elected. <laughs> Right, like, oh, this might be interesting, but maybe it's a bit too much of a wild card yeah. to make me feel, like, hopeful. Yeah. Right. Like, technically, like, I'm sure a lot of, like, UQ academics think, like, oh, like, China is a too big of an influence. But with this, like, firebrand on board, like, will it be too much too quickly? And I think that's what I'm concerned about with Ola. All right. I think. Yeah. So what about you, Rowan? 
Uh, I think Ula is great. Like, I, I enjoyed talking to Ula. She yeah. was uh, one of the people that uh, sort of engaged me the most, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was just because it was the first time I've properly had a conversation with her and I've spoken to Amy and Ethan quite a bit more. Um, but uh, I think it comes off a little less rehearsed. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Just, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's just uh, something that is uh, delightfully... Uh, What's the word? Uh, pleasant. <laughs> Just as a, as a journalist, not getting the yeah. rehearsed lines and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have hold my reservations about, you know, whether the, our attitudes are, are quite the same. Because I think that there is a, a kind of uh, grimy kind of freedom that I find in, like, the Red Room being a little <laughs> dive bar that everyone can go yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just don't know if that's quite what I share with Ula. Yeah. Um, so... So that is... Yeah. yeah. Despite her apparent predispositions against me, I do respect her as a, as an activist. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your time, Maddie and Sam. And I'll see you at the next protest. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, dear listener, please uh, drop us a rating on Apple Music, listen to us on Spotify, and tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah. Uh, maybe um, even... We're now actually on six platforms. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Anchor, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Breaker... <laughs> Google Podcasts and Radio Public. Like so, and subscribe. Um, maybe hold off on rating us on Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, until we actually get on Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, maybe share the same post about the, our existence yeah, as well. Or like yeah. talk to uh, to your friends about our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe like if somebody doesn't have a smartphone, record the podcast onto tape and give it to them. <laughs> uh, whatever you can do to get message out there. Yeah. Memorize the whole thing and say it verbally. Yeah, or yep. just like do a dramatic reading of like a transcript of our podcast. Interpretive dance. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Guys, thanks right. for your time. See you next time, guys. Okay, see ya.